This is Idle Thumb 762. It's April 44th. And the dateline's in an alternate dimension. Anyway, what did you guys play this week? Uh, this is Idle Thumbs 26. Idle Thumbs 57. Go to Idle Thumbs 57. Go to podcast.idlethumbs.net slash dot CX. Fat Museum. And I'm Jake Rodkin. And I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Rodkin. Games, video 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 games. It's April 118, 2009, and this is the final dateline. This is Idle Thumbs 20-something, and I'm Chris Remo. <laughs> 26. <laughs> I forgot for a second. I'm Jake Rodkin. <laughs> I'm Nick Brecken. <laughs> oh, and someone wrote in and asked we should reintroduce ourselves oh. because some people don't know who we are. All right. So, well, you're Chris Remo. Don't know who we are. <laughs> I'm Chris Remo. I write for Gama Sutra. I'm Nick Brecken. I write for Shack News. I'm Jake Rodkin, and I work at Telltale Games, video games. Sweet. Telltale Games, video games. That's pretty much what we are. Cool. I mean, all of us collectively. All right. So that's what we do <laughs> and who we are. And we're back after two weeks. Yeah. I was in London. Nick was in Bangladesh. And uh, I yeah. was sleeping. Jake, Nick was sleeping. Good times. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. I'd take naps at Telltale Games, places. video games. No, I just mean like instead of working on this podcast, I got a good night's sleep a couple nights <laughs> oh, in a row. Yeah, it was awesome. awesome. Yeah, I did that too, actually. It was pretty great. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Whole bunch of video games for some reason that Nick and I saw recently. Yeah, some bargos going up. Yeah, and stuff. Good old was that apostrophe bargo? Yeah, that's some like bar- some bargos bargo. going up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I lifted a bargo today. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure that bargo is going up left and right. Yep, wrote up a, a bargo goes as they say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, let me think. What? Yeah, there were some. Fantastic well, I mean, I guess we saw. <laughs> this is a yeah. whole bunch of. Where do you start, really? <laughs> well, I guess we can. I guess we can start with with other before we even get to the bargos. We can talk about uh, Six Days in Fallujah, which was which was dropped by Konami. Yeah, and it looks like Atomic still owns the rights to it and everything. So right. they can just shop around, I guess. Yeah, we don't know what they're doing yet. Kind of ridiculous for a publisher to not think about this yeah that is to the point that they couldn't even project like two weeks out <laughs> i know right like, like I, yeah, I don't, it's, 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 it's very crazy short amount it, of time it seems very much like it was we showed this game to press <laughs> and ourselves <laughs> <Right>. and then <laughs> whoa, we decided we whoa publishing <laughs> yeah this, it's weird yeah it's wonder if we should have done that before it was surprising that that happened they could have i mean that game not was, since full throttle 2 <laughs> was was the initial showing of that game bargoed <laughs> uh, yes, keep, it was. Keep doing this, it was. Yeah. How long was that? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was like a week. I wonder. I wonder. You know, if if it wasn't until the public, the actual public, like I wonder if game journalists just generally, well, except for you because you wrote an article about it. But I mean, I wonder if most game journalists are so accustomed to writing just very or like responding to things in a very sort of straightforward. This is what happens. Like these are what the controls are. This is what you do, and the graphics are pretty cool. Like I wonder how much they. How much feedback, like real useful feedback, feedback they actually, they actually got, got until the embargo went up? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there were certainly stories, even in just you know enthusiast press before yeah. before that embargo, <laughs> before <laughs> before that embargo. Um, 
the uh well th- there were a couple stories you know just uh God, i'm trying to think i think g4 did a story interviewing soldiers and seeing what mm. they thought of it what was the tone of that yeah, i didn't see that it piece. was generally negative I oh, okay or actually no was it negative I, I i can't even remember i didn't read it <laughs> well, i just know that it existed g4 wouldn't it be something you watch no it was it was their website oh oh the blog. Their, their blog don't you watch videos on their website <laughs> Not if I don't have to. Um, <laughs> anyway, this is yeah. our asshole day. <laughs> yeah, really. No, I. God, there were there were a couple of negative stories. You know, even before the game was shown. I think. I think people just questioning whether it was a good idea. Just get in on that controversy early. You know. But uh, yeah, I, it seems weird. I mean, I we I think we pointed this out on a previous podcast, but it was pretty striking to me the day it was announced, and you had in the same news story you'd have. You know, Peter oh, Canty yeah, of yeah, Atomic but, being like, yeah, we're yeah. really trying to create a uh, really um, piercing depiction of this battle, a really realistic uh, re- chronicle of what mm-hmm. went on. And then, it, you know, two paragraphs later, you've got the Konami guy just being like, yeah, you know, we're just trying to make a fun video game. Fun times in a video game. Yeah, it's Games just a game, are fun. was the quote. Yeah. Right, exactly. Uh, I'm pretty sure he yeah. said fun times in a video game. <laughs> I'm probably... <laughs> But it's like, you know, regardless of which of those two things the game actually is, if the pr- people making it and the people paying for mm, it and selling it. There was a disconnect it, from if the they beginning. Have, right. Yeah. If they, regardless of which is the true thing or if it's in the middle, like, you want them probably to both be on the same page there mm-hmm. with what they're actually trying to do. Because that really is going to affect how you actually try to sell the game and how you market right. it. Well, they don't, they're not on the same page at this yeah, point. Yeah, I guess they're not well, what's the strange same book to me? anymore. Yeah. Oh, not even the same oh. book. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. <laughs> It's true though your analogy holds. Anyway, yeah, weird weird story. Have you? I don't think I've ever seen this happen before. It's pretty rapid. Yeah, yeah. It was it was weird to uh, see the content of a game not because it's like um, BMX Triple X didn't that get. Oh no, that was at the spot. What's his oh, name? Oh, that was like Dave Mira. Was yeah, it was, was like, yeah. why is this a horrible they kept, porn game? They kept, they kept using his name, and he's like, "What the fuck is this shit?" Yeah, that, that was, was a really different funny. thing. He had to, he yeah, had to like threaten them with legal action to right. get his name taken off the box. That was a claim, right? A classic company. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird game. Yeah. BMX Triple X. Like, is this yeah. have an X in it? Why would you? I mean, I'm sh- probably some people remember that better than I, but I don't. Re- yeah, it was a BMX game that just. No, I mean, I remember what it was. It had a boob. Yeah, yeah. it was like, what a strange concept. Who pitched that? <laughs> Who had like, oh my god, I've got a great idea, guys. You know, there was like, like that brief. Bikes? There was that brief period where Whatever it was cool to just have FMV boobs in your game, even like years after, because there was BMX Triple X and the guy game. That wasn't game. even FMV though, yeah. right? I thought that I thought that BMX Triple X had like the unlockable videos instead of it being like a skate video or whatever. You would just get Spring Break camcorder. Oh yeah, shit. maybe <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I remember that was also that. the case with the Guy Game, wasn't it? That, that there was that trivia game called the Guy Game mm. that also had just girls taking their shirts off in FMV, and they yeah, got sued classic, by a girl. Uh, that is a classic tradition. <laughs> a classic yeah. tradition of like 2005 only. Well, even before that, that. <laughs> no, like I can't remember PlayStation games. Like uh, what? Yeah. ESRB presents. None of them boob. were. None of them had nudity, but it was like, uh, oh god, Road Rash didn't didn't that I love the have? ESRB presents a boob. Wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember games like didn't Road Rash have shit like that? It wasn't like straight out nudity, but it was just like you know, you want a level now. Here is a girl dancing around. Oh well, that's like FMV. old racing games. Always yeah. like the Cruising USA games yeah, always yeah, have yeah, like yeah, bikini girl wave yeah. the flag or whatever. Right, yeah. Or like but this um, was the next level, the, the off road game with the really, really like janky eighties pixel art bikini ladies. Right. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I for some reason remember when there are janky bikini ladies <laughs> in video games. <laughs> Didn't Phantasmagoria have times. some kind of? I'm sure that that had adult content. content. Or something, yeah. I'm sure there's a list on the internet that just contains all Probably. boobs in a game. 
I, you know what? There probably is. A boob list. It's, I think it's called ESRB Presents a Boob. <laughs> it's mobygames.cx. <laughs> Get it? Go see joke? 1999? Yeah. Huh? Dot museum. Dot museum? Oh, man, that's way more current. I know. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like two years ago. Yeah, man. I think, yeah. Yeah. So that's what we think about six days in Fallujah. <laughs> <laughs> our classic end cap to yep. our conversation. We'll talk about it more. Yeah, you can read about it on our GeoCity site. <laughs> oh yeah, they're totally shutting that down. But it's kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. So current GeoCities is current again. Classic reference. Yeah, right. There you you go. thought you were making a joke no, about 1997, yeah, right. but you're making a joke in about fact. today. <laughs> the world in which we live. Mm. Apparently, people have already like. Voluntarily archived hundreds of thousands of pages. There's like a, there's oh, yeah, like a, those are all worth saving. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah, I, I think it is too. I think I mean, it's totally I, worth saving. It's yeah, like the the, the, the dawn of the internet, like, and yeah. yeah, it's a ton of content, and it's all also you could save like ten. I'd be okay with that. No, what? <laughs> How would you choose those ten, Nick? I don't know. <laughs> Best yeah. gifs. Which sort of Which block of Sunset Boulevard <laughs> would you would you preserve? <laughs> The 3687 block? I don't know. Remember how they had that weird, like, street name convention? Were, so I didn't realize you were talking about GeoCities locations. Oh, you thought I was... <laughs> yeah, that's a weird reference. Yeah. Like, Which block of, you know, the, of Mars or Earth 2012 would you would you save? <laughs> Venice. Yeah. Mars? Yeah, you could, GeoCities also went off into space at some point, I think. And into, like, fantastical well, yeah, but you, Right, but you didn't realize that's what I was talking about. So what, did you, what were you referring to? <laughs> the same thing. I just, I, I just never... Think of Sunset Boulevard what as is a this Geo conversation. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they had that. It was like, okay, you're right. They did. I just no, didn't. no, I know. I'm just curious what you thought I meant before you realized. I, I don't know. I thought you were referring to some weird, like preserving a chunk of like old Hollywood or something. Oh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> but you were talking not about the city, but the Geo City. Right. You were talking about all of those Sunset Boulevard residents, uh, you know, like citizens yeah. who had set up homepages right. on Geo Cities, right? Because that's I think that's how it works. I think so. Yeah. I think I had a GeoCity for like <laughs> my first website. I think I did, and I just tried to put an MP3 there and then forgot about it. <laughs> right, yeah. Why are we talking about GeoCities? I don't know, because it's a video game, I guess. Anyway, I guess that's going away. <laughs> I guess that was horrible. <laughs> Nick actually slapped his forehead. <laughs> that doesn't happen very often. I'm glad, yeah. to, I'm glad to have assisted in that classic <laughs> stunt. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so we saw some video games also that were real. <laughs> they were real. Yeah. Yeah. Man, people love when we laugh at ourselves. That's yeah, I know. This is everyone's good, favorite thing. They always segment. write in and say how much they love it when we do that. Anyway, sorry <laughs> no. guys. We're keeping um, it real. Yeah, it's true. Um, Bioshock Two. Nick and I both saw that. I forget if we've talked about it on this podcast mm -hmm. before. No, no we, we haven't. haven't. I mean, we have, but not since we actually saw the game. There wasn't. Right. There wasn't a yeah. lifted bargo yet. Right. Yeah. Right. Raise your bargo. <laughs> Can't even yeah. say that word without laughing. All right. You can't even say bargo. No. <laughs> bargo. Yeah, you find yourself having to say that so frequently. Um, <laughs> yeah, Bioshock 2. Um, yeah. It seems cool. I mean, it's kind of one of those games where I think probably a lot of people are in this boat where I, I, I don't entirely feel like it needs to be made, but since yeah. it is going to be made, I'm I'm glad that it seems to be like a real game. Sure. You know what I mean? Like it, it seems like they're I mean it seems like they're doing more within within the constraints of obviously making a a, a direct sequel to a big video game. Like you're you're not going to reinvent the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But I mean within those constraints it seems like they're they're genuinely trying to to add stuff to it and and 
change it in meaningful ways. I mean, they've talked a lot about trying to, uh, from like a systems point of view, they've talked a lot about trying to correct a lot of the pretty major things most people yeah. seem to have had issues with in the first game in terms of the dynamic. Like respawning enemies and uh, too many checkpoints. Um, I don't know about that stuff specifically. <laughs> I was talking but... about Fallout or Far Cry. Oh, because <laughs> I mean, some people did think there were too many checkpoints. <laughs> oh, really? And, re- and a lot of people didn't like the respawning enemies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because when you went that, back that to like... That was a valid Bioshock yeah. complaint. I yeah, yeah. Okay. Those, well, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, those, uh, then that's just it's a universal complaint. Yeah. yeah. But, but, in, but in particular, this game... Um, I, I think I, a lot of people, myself included, found the splicer combat to be very tedious, tedious, and not particularly interesting. And yeah. and uh, and uh, I also like the idea of making some of the like kind of periodic boss battles a little more optional. Like it would seem like the actual. I don't. I don't. I don't really expect the actual moral distinction of the choice you make with the sisters, which is still. Which is in this case harvest or adopt as opposed to yeah. har- harvest or save, um, and it, but that actually adopting in this case adds an actual gameplay element that's different than just you get a reward now or you get a reward later. I mean, you actually have to you carry them around, you have them harvest at them themselves, you protect them while they do that, or you can just not do that, and it seems like you just have you you don't have to have those battles as often, which seems actually like kind of a nice choice to be able to make. I mean, it means you're actually deciding something that impacts what you're doing in the game. Yeah. Um, it seems, I mean, it's, it's sort of arbitrary in that they're just deciding that that's because, you know, you just do it because you do, but I mean, whatever, it's better than I think in Bioshock one, probably when, since the moral option is so muted to begin with and the gameplay option is, you know, is pretty much non-existent. Right. Um, I don't know. It seems like they, they tried to put more thought into actually having that be an impact, impactful decision. Yeah, that's cool. Which is nice to see. Yeah. Also can dual wield. Yeah, you can. Well, you can. Yeah. You can have a drill you or a gun hand in a plasma yeah. in a plasmid. Could you not do that in the first game? I don't even remember. No, it's just your same you, old yeah. hand. Oh, right. You don't yeah, right. have one hand or the other. Back yeah. and forth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Come yeah. on. No, you're right. You're totally right. I'm wrong. I like the I, yeah I, over one playable hand now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like, Nick? Nick likes something. I, yeah, <laughs> I like a big sister. I I, 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 I <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Like likes a big I sister. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Kid sister. No? My buddy? <laughs> what? <laughs> Never mind. Oh, anyway, you... <laughs> look it up. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, okay. Um <laughs> shit. <laughs> this is terrible. All right, thing. Nick likes something. Let's, you let's... like you like ah, the big sister. Yeah, I do. I do. I I, I wasn't sure I was going to uh so like, the more they explain it, though, I, I do like it. It's actually, it's kind of funny. It's what we were talking about a couple of podcasts ago, I think, when we were oh, yeah, was you're right. even on the podcast. No, I think it was actually before the podcast. I don't think it was, it was after, I think, actually. Yeah, right. Yes. Was it when JP was here? It may yes, have been. it was. Weird. How coincidental How and very... I was thinking about that, actually. I couldn't We should describe who... what we're talking about. Yeah, we should. <laughs> do it. No, you do it. All right. Well, we were basically <laughs> no, talking kidding, about I'll the... Do it. Okay. <laughs> me do it now. <laughs> no no we okay af- after after one of the podcasts uh it was it was when jp the breton was here who is a designer on um on uh Bioshock on, on 2 and um we were just we were like throwing out like uh you know just weird ge- i guess we were talking about far cry 2 i suppose <laughs> which is not all that surprising <laughs> weird yeah how bizarre um <laughs> but one of the things we talked about was how cool it is uh or you know when when there's a game that sort of throws you in an open world. I, maybe you know, I, I, 
did we even have examples of this? Oh, we were just, talking about Metroid as well. Metroid, right, yeah. Well, we were just talking about the concept of basically having a, a boss that sort of was out there and sort of like a like a villain type boss that was out there and, and sort of hunting you, but but you didn't know that you know when they were going to attack, and they were sort of like an intelligent, uh, you know, AI driven thing that was just sort of you know kind of it was kind of the boss equivalent of what we've also talked about when you're playing against someone else in a real time strategy game. Yeah, oh, right. Just yeah, knowing exactly. that, right. yes, knowing that the, out yeah. there there that's is not, yeah. a, a character who is actually persistent in, and, you, and making yeah. plans to just right. fuck you over. Yeah, and then when you see this person, you're like, oh fuck, it's you, and right. uh, it's you know where you come around a corner and uh, run into this this character who's actually a formidable yeah recurring uh, force. Yeah, so we were talking about that, and then uh, and JP was there, and I guess he knew the whole time that, that that's <laughs> that his kind game of what was they sort were of doing. doing that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's I don't think there's necessarily a dynamic I right. I aspect of the big sister, but they well, there is though. I mean, <laughs> what? Well, I mean, it's it's going to be scripted, but but also I I did specifically ask them about whether there was a dynamic system in place, and and there is. I, I'm not sure in what way. Well, I, it's related to when you harvest. Uh-huh. Well, but I'm right. not. But it's. But those are at specific places, though, right? Right. I mean, but it sounded like it was going to be beyond that as well. That huh. she would just show up occasionally. Oh wow. Um. Oh yeah, I think you're right, actually, because I think I asked about this too, because I was curious what would happen if you never saved a single little little sister. Would you just not ever? Would you just not have sister? to fight yeah. the big sister? I but I mean, they could still do that in a scripted way, though. Well, I mean, yeah, it could just. If they you could go and but, harvest. They could just roll whether or not the big sister shows up at that yeah. junction anyway. Or they could just show up no matter what. Right. There are like four or five places right. in the game. Yeah. yeah. It did sound though 15 like fifteen places from the answer that they gave me that 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 it was you know I mean I specifically asked is it going to be a scripted you know entirely or that's or, tough from a level design standpoint. Yeah. So I mean, it, yeah. we'll see. I, I maybe they're not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll see. But either way, I mean, they're they're trying to do that as I a mean, concept. The thematic though, the part of it, yeah, right. is, is, uh, yeah. The, is probably the more important part. Right. As long as it feels right, like they're after you, it doesn't so much matter how they're getting there. Yeah. Which is I mean, what that's I true mean with yeah. a lot of game design in general. But and then at the end, it'll turn out that you know the big sister was actually just not not your enemy, but was training you. And was on your side <laughs> right. the whole time as it a does test. The, does the opposite thing of most video games where your friend all along is your enemy. Now it's, you know, yeah. <laughs> There's a couple yeah. games that have that, I'm though, so that have the mini that, boss that, that you fight like six times. asked that question in my, in my roundtable session. They were like, so how do I know that, like, you know, Tannenbaum isn't, isn't really my enemy in this one? Because you tricked me in the first game. And <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. They're like, well, I don't know. I mean, you can't. Yeah. Th- there you might be say, a like, plot <laughs> twist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Someone asked a question about that in my demo too. They were like, so how, how is there going to be a twist? Like, what are you going to do <laughs> they, to not make all, why people would they tell you that, but- uh, expect a twist? And it's like, well, I mean, I don't know. The twist is all you got out of Bioshock. I don't know. That's- yeah, you know, that's what they tried to answer. But uh, yeah. I mean, it was a good in, twist. In not so but- many words, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, hopefully there's a totally sweet twist. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, Shut I don't know. There's, yeah, I'm I'm optimistic about the game, but I am uh, too. There are a lot of things that you know we won't. I don't think we're gonna know if that's a good game until there are like review copies floating. That's around, fine. You know what I, mean? I mean, I, I, don't, I will just call which it is fine. The one, yeah. the one. This is the most goofily superficial thing, but the uh, the moment in the I've only seen the gameplay video that was out on game trailers, yeah, right. which I'm sure almost everyone yeah. in the world has seen, obviously. But the uh, the and it's obviously it's it's also obviously the moment that you're supposed to notice, but the the thing when when the big sister goes and slices all the all the pipes and glass and the room just explodes yeah. into being underwater, 
that was like my favorite thing that I've seen in a piece of oh, gameplay yeah, footage amazing. in so long. Yeah, it yeah, was no, really, it's, really it's, nice. It was so so yeah. awesomely bold to to change an internal to change an like a contained like weird little atrium yeah. style or like or just single room into being part of a big open ocean you know environment without of? without cut without leaving first person perspective like it reminded all me of, in uh, camera. Remind yeah. me of the beginning of episode one with the car when you when you jump in the car and then all that shit's happening. Yeah, but that's that's that's. It's not the same. I know that's it's not like the same. a car going down a bunch of corridors. This was like you're watching. Yeah, right. What is usually yeah, a really hard effect to pull off of? Like, yeah, yeah, water comes pouring in, and right. it like doesn't cut to a bank video, which is what most games do during right. that. Is where exactly, you, it cuts yeah. to the guy going what and like looks up, and then a beautifully <laughs> right. rendered thing by Blur Studios comes in. Right. Yeah, but yeah, this yeah. is just like whoa. I guess in engine you're you're filling a room with water yeah. and making you walk around in it, which is and all all the underwater shaders and stuff are it looks yeah, it looks really nice. So also just the notion that you can go out underwater as a big daddy to sort of as as a as a point to take a break is what it sounds like they're right. kind of talking about it. Yeah, there doesn't that's, seem like that's hardcore yeah, to me. It's really like, cool. Yeah. That's that's so exciting just because I am a wimp apparently. But I, well, just the creating a point of contrast like that is really cool. And also yeah. in Bioshock One, I don't. Think I kept sort of. I always would paw at the windows basically yeah, and be like, there, oh, yeah, I yeah, want to go. I want to exactly. Yeah, and yeah, now yeah. it's like, all right, fine. You can go outside and walk around for a second, and then yeah. super sweet. I'm right. so I'm happy about that. And I think that it works. As sort of almost a metaphor in a, in a way, it's like I mean, it's it's sort of obvious, but I mean, the first game was so. Mu- I mean, one of the reasons when I initially talked, you know, in this conversation, when I originally said it's like this game doesn't really need to be made, and I I still think that's true, but because part of the whole point of the first game was that, that story is yeah. so intrinsically tied to the idea of this city straining under its own weight and sort of just right. being inevitably doomed. All right, fair enough. So in the second game, they're basically saying, well, in the first game, it was straining and cracking in this game it's just fucked i mean it's like right it's to the point where it's not so much the water seeping in and sort of slowly and sort of slowly collapsing this dream right, it's like this dream is dead whole, like chunks this of buildings place, are falling exactly, apart and it's getting right. taken over yeah. by the sea i mean so, i don't know what you do after that but you know <laughs> bioshock 5 is actually just going to be in the one last room it's a weird sort of experimental <laughs> actually, adventure they, game yeah they mentioned yeah. bioshock 5 they said it's gonna be on a moon base Sweet. They said that? Yeah, specifically Bioshock 5. They're like, maybe Bioshock 5, we go to the moon base. <laughs> oh, that'd be that- awesome. That would be fucking rad, honestly. <laughs> yeah, like, by, the, by the fifth Bioshock, you're on the moon. Yeah. That, I mean, I just a want a game that's 50s on the moon. moon. I want a, a that actually that's... would be awesome. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the more I think about it. I mean, seriously. Okay. Right. You have, like, yeah. Full disclosure, I fucking love the moon. I think it's really <laughs> awesome, and like I feel like it's, it's true. Really, he does love the moon. It's really underused. I think I heard him talk like, about the moon. I I think. You, the are you looking really forward cool. to the movie Moon? I fucking am, and I haven't seen any trailers or anything, and I'm not gonna watch any because I've, I don't know. All I've heard is people who have seen the trailer said it was a cool trailer. It is a cool, and trailer. I'm Bam. not gonna look at anything from that movie. So Moon Shock, you're looking forward to. <laughs> I, I, f- whatever. I'd I mean, play that. System Shock Two is cool. I mean, the moon is even cooler. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the moon is crazy. Like Bioshock a, to the moon. <laughs> I really think the moon is a really interesting location. Like you can see Earth from there. It's not like you're just in some abstract ex- other galaxy where it just could be anything. It's like okay, we're out in space, but I mean, who gives a shit? You can just pretend it's Earth. Like you know what I mean? It's it, the moon is specifically. You can see Earth. It's there. You 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 know where you are, but it's so fucking far away that if anything goes wrong, you're you're screwed anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, it's you're right. It, you can still talk to people who are on Earth. Well, right. the other thing is, it's so iconic. I mean, it's like exactly. it's a planet we've been to. <laughs> it's right, and there planet. are there are actual or, well, yeah, it's a well, big mass of planetoid. Land in space. Yeah. But you know, I mean, it's a satellite. Yeah. 
there but yeah, are, you know, I mean, we've, there are, there but we haven't really from, gone back. Like, there is that. Like, very, I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's, Man, it's still basically slogans like... slogans for Bioshock 5 being thrown <laughs> out left and right. I mean, it's, it's, it's essentially, there's nothing that, you know, we, we've been there, <laughs> we but we didn't really but we haven't gone it. back. It's still not, I don't know, I think the moon is a really interesting, cool location. And yeah. I, and I like that it's not just made up. You know what I mean? I like that it's, <laughs> it's an actual real... I don't know. It could be a soundstage. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think space. we actually landed there, but... Um, but you know, it'd be cool if we did someday. No, you know what else is cool? I pretend Mars. I didn't say that because it's. <laughs> I don't think Mars is as. Cool. I don't. Know. I think it's pretty cool. I don't think it's as cool. Let's let's find it to you, like table, Let's table Bioshock Six for now, and uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Bioshock Six Doom Five. Yeah. 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 Right. All right. Okay. Oof. Oh man! By the way, did you guys see the Bioshock mm. movie? Is apparently <clears throat> yeah, so expensive that it might be on hold. Yeah. One hundred and sixty million or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. God, that's so crazy to think about, because. I mean, it is. imagine if a game, you wouldn't even get that far to even thinking of that budget. I mean, what, like, that's so crazy. Well, for a Bioshock movie, as well, it's not like we're talking Gears of War here. I mean, Bioshock sold well, but it, it, it does not have the level of penetration that. Yeah, but I think a Bioshock movie properly marketed could be a lot. Could, re, it would could do better than a Gears of War movie. Yeah, I agree. I think Gears of War mm. to a lot of people would be a very a fairly generic. I think I think thing. a Bioshock I mean, movie you're would work. The three hundred audience, but all right. No, okay, <laughs> maybe. I think a Gears of War movie would look more generic. Marketed as the guy who brought you the Pirates of the Caribbean too. I like mean, a Bioshock movie would probably mm. be successful for the same reason that, that it seems like people have said that the Bioshock advertisements were successful, which is just wow, this right. looks interesting and different. Yeah, maybe. But also, there's a crazy spicer. I don't know. I, I think from, from uh, yeah, I don't know. I think from the movie executive standpoint, they're probably looking at that and going, "All right." Well, it's definitely 160 million for no, this. You yeah, know, it's I a mean, high budget. On. No, it's true. But I mean, you know, I mean, to be fair, Gore Verbinski did direct a Pirates of the Caribbean movie that made like a billion goddamn sure. dollars. Yeah, and that's I mean, and they, the they Weatherman. Get, they do get leeway after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah thing, right. But, weird. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Oh, I, I am the ring. Not that I'm like <laughs> excited about a Bioshock movie, man. I don't really. I mean, again, it's not. I mean, finally the true story will yeah, be told exactly. on like, film really, the way it was meant to be told. I don't, that's not <laughs> not actually what I want. I'm just saying, you know, I don't know. It, it, it I think it You're could be something that could be successful. Is all I'm saying. If it's actually not terrible, which is a lot to ask for some reason. Yeah. So anyway, video games. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, and Mafia Two. I didn't. I didn't see this because I didn't make it out to that event. But Nick, you did. did you yeah, I did. Out? Yeah, I checked it out. Cool. I saw the videos of that game on the internet. So you saw as much as I did. Oh, really? Yeah, because I, I saw yeah. I saw that first video that was just of the the dude walking around town. Um, yeah. And m- my face was pretty much crushed a thousand times by that video, just because I. Th- it was the first time that I'd seen. I don't ca- think I've seen this stuff. The, uh, characters in a city behaving like, in ways like that, actual that people are real. In a city, I mean, like it, like you know, newspaper people and yeah, uh, and like the, selling newspapers. Guys, and, like and guys having conversations, like, they'll go sit down yeah. on a bench and keep talking. I mean, it see, was the great thing about it was mocap city. Yeah, but it, but it was really cool to see a city that actually felt that alive. Like it made GTA Four suddenly actually look right, super computer computer populated. What I love about their approach to open world is that it's used as like the backdrop. You know, as opposed to this crazy world that you can... I mean, you can do stuff in that world, but the focus That's is more true. It's on, not as much a sandbox. It, it's, it's, it's not there as much ambience. Yeah, I mean... Ambience? Yeah. It's... it's <laughs> they, take, <laughs> they take a much more, you know, crafted approach to uh, to open world gameplay, which I think is yeah, just... that's true. Such a little a more closed approach to yeah. open world. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they yeah. do. Yeah. And it's great. I mean, and just, you know, following through on that... 
you know, um, approaches. It just they're focused on like interiors. Like if you look at like, did you watch the rest of that video? Because they they in the, in the mission the they you know he goes inside a building and it's just like holy shit! It looks like a room from the fifties. Like there's a bar and there's like this <laughs> weird like like blue carp blue gold carpet and it's just like. Yeah, the it actual just screams fifties. The like, design and the crazy. period stuff in that in that movie in that <laughs> in that game, yeah, uh, it made me really happy. I mean, I'm I'm curious to see what happens when you're expected to actually have any agency on it. Yeah, like when you're when you're supposed to. What happens? You get a traffic ticket. Yeah, you do. <laughs> but I mean, like, okay, the the dudes who are who are walking around and then talking and sit down on the bench next to the newsie. What if you right, try to and go then punch so you them and right, shoot them, and then they that? just all like turn rigid right, I mean, for like a second. Yeah, do they suddenly pause, like, and then they run? <laughs> right, the guys sitting down at the bench, they suddenly like blend up into yes, a stand up. That's always into a thing, stand up right? idle like, animation. Go, hey, yeah. what are you doing? And then sort of all of their joints bend back down into sitting. <laughs> yeah. Or is it going to account for that? Because the, the the sort of the city, like the, the sort of ambient goings on of the city, set the bar amazingly high for the world that you're in in that game. Yeah. At least in that video that they showed. Like God, it was it was really cool. Yeah. As, as like someone who, as mentioned earlier, possibly not on the podcast, really likes that aspect of the GTA games of just sort of the feeling of place and being able to just yeah, sort of right. go nuts and explore this whole city that the world has built for me to walk around in. Man, that video is just like, yo, you you will be fed by this for the next life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jake says things like that sometimes. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to dine on Mafia 2's ambient city animations. I, I have to say, <laughs> why? I mean... You know, I'm probably I'm probably exaggerating this, but why why does it seem like these games like when you look at the GTA series, you look at this and Mafia One already exists and has its own legacy. Like, why are these games not actually made by Americans? Like the, I mean, mm. the, uh, Americans make a lot of really good games, like a lot of amazing games made in the United States, but not very not very many games about America are made in the United States. Yeah, like it's we prefer Mars or like yeah, but I mean it space. seems like we do. Like yeah, it's odd. It's an odd thing. I mean, like the Rockstar North guys and the and the Illusion or Two K Check now, I guess guys. Yeah, like they seem frequently like much better observers. Mm-hmm. Or or even I mean even well, I mean well, think, how, think about how well we've observed like a burned out German town. <laughs> Or like a bombed Japanese yeah. naval fleet. <laughs> Think about how good we are at that. I guess that's true. Yeah, good point. Yeah. yeah good. And yeah. space. That's a good and answer. space. Yeah. And, you know, a fantastical version of probably England filled with orcs. We're good at that. <laughs> like Warcraft? Yeah, or just, you know, like a monster. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a monster, um, you know, some kind monsters. of upside down like spider skull, <laughs> like monster like, consultants. I yeah, think we've observed those pretty well. I think we're also pretty good at um, like dudes dressed in in leather with like eighteen more belts than they're supposed to be wearing. <laughs> I think that's Japan. I don't know. Not if there's like a spike on a car. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, what, what is this one? Is right? like I guess, I guess, I guess that is more is that... Europe or like Japan that does weird post-apocalyptic. Well, Japan loves or the like, belts and buckles. I guess Japan loves those. I'm just, yeah, yeah. I guess it is. Are you talking about like Mad Max? Yeah, just like weird, oh, weird, Australia. like beat up, crazy yeah. shit. But we don't actually make that many of those. Those yeah, you know, we don't coming really from actually, Europe more yeah, often. Yeah, weird. And there's like full throttle, but that, that doesn't, doesn't count. That doesn't sound nah, as extreme as what you're saying. Actually, full throttle is. I mean, it's fictional, but it is one of I think the better observations of, of america in a video game yeah i really like that aspect of it mm-hmm. i feel like that i just feel like there's a, there's a lot of fertile ground there and it's weird that it doesn't seem to be done very much by people living in this country also history 
I like I like the fact that Mafia is you know that the original Mafia was set in the twenties, right? And I like that you know this is not you know set that they didn't do like the yeah. It's too bad that our version of this is is yeah. It's too bad that our version of this is EA's The Godfather, Godfather. Two, right? Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh mean, well. America's yeah. falling behind the America race, apparently. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. The America gap. Yep. So yeah, all all we can say about Mafia Two is that the world looks really awesome and it looks cool. Yeah, I remember yeah. the early trailers for that game blew my goddamn mind. I mean, there was CG. Well, yeah, no, I, mean, I guess it, they weren't. I guess they said well, they were. No, it's all it was in engine, engine, but yeah, it was hundred yeah, yeah. uh, percent scripted, scripted cutscene, straight up, yeah, yeah, you know, mocap yeah, yeah. camera and character yeah. movement, yeah. like Resident Evil right. style. Yeah, yeah, they go out with the story. I mean, it's going to take place over ten years, which is another thing that I like. Oh, that's cool. I mean, they're not afraid to sort of. I mean, they're you know they're talking about how between one mission it might skip forward like you know five years or something crazy. Like, so cool. It's cool. Yeah. It could be good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that game. That's definitely one of the ones that I've been anticipating for a while. So yeah, so that's cool. Um, so good, Mafia Two. Um, what else did we see? We saw the Bethesda things. That was a weird event. It was. Was that why you were in London? Yes. And why you were in Bangladesh or whatever? Yeah, it's yeah, weird. Nick- they had like a Bangladesh version of this event. Yeah. Oh, they actually had it there. I thought they did like a simulcast. No, oh, yeah. Well, that was that was the weird part. I got there and it was just like a like a you know. <laughs> It's a, t- a big screen, a big TV, screen TV and a demo TV. station. Yeah. yeah, and then some guy was yeah. like translating into you know Bangladeshi or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the languages, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So they showed uh, Rogue Warrior and Wet. Yeah, another. Weird that they it's pick- a classic comedy yeah, duo. A- yeah. <laughs> weird games. Weird games. It's, it's very they weird. They flew to London for Rogue Warrior and Wet. Well, yeah, there was some Fallout stuff, but but yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. That was the carrot, you know. <laughs> that was what, the, the, the fallout? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh Well not really, actually. I mean there wasn't really any there there was no I mean there's no indication about what it was gonna be beforehand. True. Um but yeah, uh <laughs> Rogue Warrior was weird. It that, was that was the game that they announced years ago, if anyone remembers that. Yeah. And like I mean I remember have, were you at their it. office for the Fallout Three Unveil? No. They had a like a cardboard cutout of that game, <laughs> like all the way back then. Yeah. And that was a while it was ago. It announced in 2006. And, yeah. Exactly. Um, and it was going to be a squad-based tactical thing. Yeah, like, developed like by Ghost Zombie. Recon or whatever. Yeah, developed by Zombie Studios. Now it's not. Now, now it's, it's been scrapped and handed to Rebellion. Now it looks like a first slash third person It is. Man, it's the game. new StarCraft Ghost. Yeah, I guess it kind of is like that. Yeah. Except with without the, the StarCraft well, I mean, license not, or the yeah, ghost. Right, obviously no, but yeah. I mean, in terms of the publishing situation yeah. kind of, yeah. Yeah. Where it's sort of like it's, it's We've a, got this name for a franchise <laughs> and we've got a couple ideas for, you know, some themes or some characters. Well, and it's published by a company that's usually known as a developer. Oh, right. Yeah. But, you know, they'll just kick it around a couple times and change the game entirely and then release it and or shelve it. Yeah. Yeah. They'll probably release it at this point. It's hard. I mean... But that has a lot of money, but I don't think they have infinite Blizzard money. Yeah, because I Ghost was at multiple E3s in multiple different forms, like playable for press. And I played it at BlizzCon. Yeah, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great either. But yeah, Road Trooper. Anyway, I don't know why we're talking about Ghost. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. We we love that. Um, We love Ghost. Yeah, it was funny actually. I didn't know. I actually did not know of the guy on whom Rogue Warrior is based. Like when Pete Hines started yeah. talking about it, I seriously thought he was like a comic book character or something. I know. It's like this is based on uh, Dick, Dick Marchenko. Mar- Marchenko, Marchenko, and he's yeah. this really 
crazy Navy yeah, right, SEAL like guy who like somebody they made blew up, up yeah, all like, kinds of bases. And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, whatever. So this is your character. Like, this is the guy, <laughs> yeah. you know, your game's a, it's the guy you made up for your game. Or like the guy, I thought, it, I actually assumed it was a comic did, book Did he then just character. walk into the room or something? No, no. But then he that started talking nice. about how he wrote a book and like how the United States government like hired him it's to just like, like a Matt Hazard test thing. the security of their bases. <laughs> well, what's great about this guy is he wrote his book which was nonfiction or supposedly based on his, right. his experience. And then he wrote after that a series of sequels fictional that were like compl- almost completely yeah. fictional, right. which I think is, you know, a nice – A little weird, but nice, whatever. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Fair enough. The guy sounds pretty ridiculously hardcore though. He does. Like I, I read seen some a picture stuff of him? about him online. I don't think so. He looks so. pretty hardcore. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. It's covered in belts. It's covered in like, <laughs> yeah, fur. <laughs> what? <laughs> like hair or yeah, he wears Yeah, yeah. Like he's just – Yeah. <laughs> Looks like Charles Manson, but with a gun. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Imagine anyway. playing as this guy. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. yeah, well, yeah. This game is, I don't know. You don't really know what to say about it. it, it God, it just reminded me of Duke Nukem so much. It did. It, it did sort of remind me of Duke Nukem. I, just, I kept bringing that up. I mean, it was less ridiculous. Pete Hines was like, yeah, was, fair enough. <laughs> like, it was less ridiculous than Duke Nukem. I mean, it wasn't overtly. I don't know. I think they were, I, don't, I found it pretty ridiculous. I, I don't think it was supposed to be. I mean, that clearly the intention was not because every time I mentioned how ridiculous it was to the developers, go, they were on. like, oh, it's not supposed to be ridiculous. I'll get back. Keep talking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what's weird? Every time Chris stands up and leaves, I always feel like Garth, like on a couch, like <laughs> after Wayne, like. Wow. Anyway. Wayne's world. Yeah. Classic reference. Nice. I guess you feel like Garth. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, so I mean, sorry. I actually know jack shit about this game. What all right, style yeah, of game no, is it in it's, general? It's, it's a pretty straight up action shooter. Now it's just like a one man deal. Is it a third or a first? It's first until you hit cover, and then it's third. Uh huh. And um, when you get shot, uh, Dick swears a lot, and he's voiced by Mickey Rourke. And yeah. So on that note, I transcribed. Oh yeah, you've got the you've got the quotes. A section of dialogue Fuck from Rogue Warrior. Uh, hold on, I'm finding it. You have to say it in the same nonchalant tone. Though. <laughs> right. That's kind of the key. It's yeah. not really, you know, emphatic, and it's not. It's, oh it's a crap! Very I don't have it on here. It's on my oh. computer. Well, man. Yeah. Well, basically, April Fool, motherfucker. I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah, that was one of his lines. <laughs> he kills a dude and just goes, "April Fool, motherfucker." But he's also like, he's it's as kind, he's killing guys, he's it's just less like less intense than that, though. He's yeah. just sort of like, <laughs> "All right, April Fool, motherfucker." Yeah. Like you know, he's just kind of fuck. Yeah. Ah oh, shit. Fuck me. Uh, oh shit. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> fuck. Oh shit! <laughs> oh son of a bitch! <laughs> Fuck! Sh- oh shit! Like it's really <laughs> hilarious. I don't yeah. really know what. Like, I wonder if they're gonna adjust whatever variable. I think they like, probably need like to. random role yeah. causes him to like <laughs> say things or how frequently he says it. But he's just—it was really funny. Sometimes it actually was genuinely funny. Mm-hmm. I thought, like, when he tripped an alarm and a guy ran oh, out, yeah. and he's just like, "Oh shit." I actually like didn't was, mind the fact that it that it was. Over I didn't really the top. mind either. I, I, I don't, in fact, I don't know why they're so afraid not to, like like it's weird. Um, I was talking to the guy after. Uh, God, I can't remember his name. The rebellion, um, or uh, uh, yeah, rebellion developer. But um, when we were at the Army of Two thing, the thing that they kept bringing up was that you know they have that like Steven Seagal test where if. A line of dialogue sounds like Steven Seagal would say it. It doesn't pass the test, but if it sounds like John McClane, then they'll include it. Oh, right. And <laughs> during my interview with uh, the Rogue Warrior guy, I was like, it almost sounds like a Steven Seagal type of game. And he was like, no, 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 not Steven Seagal. We, we prefer John McClane. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, all right. Well, I'm not saying what you'd prefer. I'm saying what I think it's like. What do you, what do you know? Like, yeah. what? <laughs> 
but yeah. So it's not Steven Seagal, but yeah. it is. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, probably, probably it's true. John McClane would probably say, "Oh shit," or "fuck." Yeah. Yeah, but true. he says it in that amazing worried style that makes people actually like <laughs> right. Bruce Willis in Die Hard One. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. He says it in a way that implies that he's actually stepping on glass with no shoes and not that he actually just ripped off the heads of 18 guys. I didn't but, really mind that, though, in this game. Like, it was sort of funny to me. That's mm-hmm. cool. But, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, a weird it's, game. It's a game. I don't really it's, know what to make of it, honestly. And then Wet. Stuff. I don't know about that one. Yeah, It's wet. frustrating because I, I, I think the gameplay... Like I think what they're trying to do with the gameplay, I think, is an admirable goal. Yeah, to, it's, to, to me, it's it, it it it's kind of like taking Max Payne and sort of blending it with like Tony Hawk or something, right? You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, basically, like what, stringing, yeah. you're diving and stuff in, in slow mo, just like Max Payne. But you, the, the you know the objective is to sort of string those dives together and do crazy acrobatic right, and moves, flip around and, and jump off things, yeah and, yeah, and and sort of create combos. I mean, that that stuff all seems cool. I I, I can't stand the presentation though. Oh, uh, yeah. I just don't – it's this part of this, like, just re- thing that's really infuriating to me how – like, the, the the way they describe it is that it's like, you know, it's totally like a 70s action movie. It's totally like a 70s grindhouse exploitation action movie. Well, then the and way I, they also describe it is it's like Kill Bill, which is right. a recreation of that. So right. It's kind but of, what they really – yeah, exactly. What they, what, yeah. What like they really mean is like that, you know, we, twice saw, we saw the Quentin Tarantino thing yes. inspired by the things we claim to yeah. be inspired by. That's basically yeah, yeah. what they mean. And I – that's basically actually what Doubly every derivative. video game is. It is. And I'm just really sick of it. It's like – this is a sci-fi game means, oh, we watched Aliens. This yeah. is like a 70s exploitation. Oh, we watched Kill Bill or Grindhouse. Like, the, I, I'm just, I don't, I'm getting really tired of game developers watching the same half well, dozen movies. Well, real Grindhouse movies are so boring to watch. They kind of are. <laughs> right. But you got to watch that stuff when you're doing research exactly. because then you find all the stuff that you can bring exactly. up and modernize yeah, that right. Tarantino yeah. didn't already like pick clean. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like they they cho- it's it was when they started showing the little intermission thing Oh that yeah, that was just like yeah. Jesus Christ! Like, it's like popcorn ads from the seventies. Yes, that, that is sort of accurate to like what you probably would see in that theater. But like, also, you pretty much just watched Quentin Tarantino's take on yes. this and just took like wrote it yeah. all down or didn't even need to because you've seen it so many times. Like, I, I'm just I'm really sick of game developers making all their games based on the same filmic influences and doing it all secondhand. I'm really getting tired of it. Like, especially. To hear them talk about it all the time because it's always the same movies. It's always Aliens and uh, the, any Quentin Tarantino movie, uh, particularly Grindhouse or Kill Bill. Uh, it's always, I mean, uh, there's other examples and I'm just drawing a blank because I don't mm-hmm. – I've thought about it. It's just – it's all the same shit. Like it's all the same ones and I'm just it, – it's starting to get so frustrating to me because I, I feel like that is really well, – For a while it was Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, exactly. Saving Private oh, Ryan. God, it's, yeah. it's exactly. It's a perfect one. And it just – it just it, – I don't know. I feel like that's really not does not reflect very well on video games as a medium that they're that derivative the all the time. It's just like there have to be other experiences someone wants to represent that isn't just like you're in a spaceship fighting guys, you're in a you're crazy super ultra violent Tarantino thing, like you're in a slow motion action movie or like war movie. I don't know, like I hope there are other things cuz that's most of the games, mm, even the good ones. No. And I <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Anyway, Sorry. maybe we should take a break for a yeah, minute. Yeah, probably. On that that up tempo note. Yeah. Hey. 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 Oh man, games. Video game. Podcast. Video game.
All right, we're totally fucking back. That yeah, man, quick. amazing. Well, not that you know that was quick, but it, well, trust us. It probably sounded like video games to you. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Jake, uh, I heard you got a DSi. I heard I, it from you. Oh, man, I got a Nintendo <laughs> dual screen eye. <laughs> hey, yeah, you heard it from me, uh, son. <laughs> okay, so How was it? Uh well I haven't like I had the the giant like chunk DS or whatever it's called the old <laughs> the chunk DS the classic huge, Good old chunk the Tyco Toys brick DS uh yeah, yeah, I, that yeah. I bought like right off the bat and I haven't I never got a DS Lite so for me this is a fairly huge change although um it's a it's a change a chunk it's, like a of change. it's a change in a weird direction though because I hadn't I haven't played my DS for probably a, uh, like a year at least mm. I think the last things I played on it were New Super Mario Brothers, Phantom Hourglass, wow. and the Third oh, okay. Phoenix Wright. But I mean, those yeah. all came out. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. it's all yeah, yeah, like yeah. early 2008. It seems like at least, um, if or not 2007. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in between then and now, what I've been using all the time is my iPhone. So when I when I got back to opening up a DS screen, I was like, oh my god, these pixels are fucking huge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was so surprising how low res yeah. a, a DS actually is after yeah, using yeah, yeah. Yeah. after using an iPhone forever. So right. that was that was the first shock. But uh, I don't know. I was I was worried of the DSi for a little while because it's a DS Lite with bonus bullshit that seems like maybe bullshit. someone in Japan might think is cool, but it's yeah. not really. Like or someone camera. in the marketing department might think it's cool. Or someone in the marketing department might think it's cool, but um. They finally did what I wanted the original DS to do, which was to have an operating system uh, that can upgrade itself, mm. so that when they so that, like a DS that acknowledges the internet is is nice. Like right. no, I agree, new features yeah. can be deployed. You right. can load games onto the system, and I mean that stuff is all obvious. But it was it was just a relief to be like finally this is the this is what I wanted the DS to be when I first bought it. Right. When I you know when you first started out, I was like wow that was the first Nintendo system that I had loaded the the original DS that had a start screen that like promised all these features and then I right right, right off the bat with the original DS I was like oh, oh and this is all it's gonna be I know, forever. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like look at all the, the look, look at all the potential <laughs> here. Chat. Wait there's yeah. there's no potential here actually but with this yeah. one it's you open it up and the first thing you see is a list of buttons of the different apps and then a scroll bar that can just scroll for like a mile away and empty these slots and it was like oh man thank god this is epic and you can right off the bat load stuff under an sd card so the first thing i did was go to the ds shop uh and nintendo actually with ds with uh, dsis gave you a thousand ds points which is cool so you oh, can no, actually nice. they should have done that with the wii um yeah but so i bought some games bought a dr mario you know sweet um I don't have a whole lot to say other than I the Does DS. Does it have onboard memory, or do you need a DS? It has onboard. It has onboard memory. Uh, I don't know how much is there. Yeah, it seems. I don't think it's much. It's not a whole lot, but DS games are also not that big. Yeah. Um But then, yeah, you can play stuff off an SD card. So I don't know. It has a camera, which is ridiculous, and an audio recorder, which are is you ridiculous. Making remixes with the recorder. Uh, I, I recorded my voice and pressed the button with a picture of a trumpet, which turns whatever you say into just pure tones, which amused me because I went, and then it went, and that made me laugh. So congrats to Nintendo for making me look like lame lifestyle footage, going, <laughs> laughing at a little trumpet version of my voice. Uh, but it it actually, it all feels a lot more cohesive, a lot more solid of a, of a system than I was expecting. I was I was literally expecting it to just be the DS with extra bullshit. But the refresh on the software side uh, made it feel like it was actually worth getting for me. Cool. And That's I cool. haven't tried to play any GBA games on it yet and then been surprised when there's just a big solid slab of plastic where that Never slot did. was. But yeah. uh, oh. <laughs> I haven't played a GBA game in a long time. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't use your Rumble Pack. <sighs> Owned. Yeah. Or play uh, Guitar Hero. 
Oh, yeah, the Guitar Hero DS game, the pins on that. Yeah, with the brass knuckles or whatever. The <laughs> Man, wow, those people... Uh, yeah, I don't think Activision was very happy about it. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure that, that sucks. It doesn't really suck. Yeah, it doesn't... Yeah. Now, those, now you can't get your Guitar Hero for the DS. Yeah, you can't oh, well. look like the that retarded commercial with the two kids running around going, squiddle like while holding the just mashing sort of I've a glove. This. Oh man, you should look up the commercials yeah. for the for the DS Guitar Hero. We'll right. Come up with some way to get around that. We'll make it's like an, an SD, an SD card, card with like with like, <laughs> with like this long it extension. It just snaps off yeah. immediately. Yeah. <laughs> oh geez, this yeah. cost one hundred and fifteen dollars. <laughs> That'll get you. Yep. Yeah, yeah. DSi. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a secret port on the Nintendo? Loves doing that. Is there like a- was Iwata twisting his mustache? Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I don't know. It, mm, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't notice it one. It it they changed the charger one more yet again. Oh my Those god! Guys. What? But this time it looks like an actual standard one of the standard USB sizes, which was oh, oh okay. surprising. Maybe I'm wrong, but it looked like one. It's probably just got the two pins. Well, the reversed. DS one looks like one, but it's actually slightly different. Well, the DS one is that weird square one from the from the GBA. The um, DS Lite, I mean. But yeah, the oh, light has I don't know. I didn't have one of those. Maybe it's the it, maybe. Oh, it could be the same charger from the light. I then. bet it's the same one. Okay, I don't know. I it's didn't, not standard. I didn't yet. own that system. Yeah, well, yeah, the DSi. I don't know. It hasn't not that exciting to me. Well, really, if you already I, if you already own, does, own a light, it's a lot less yeah, worth it. But, but what you say about the the screen? I, although I don't know if I'm going to be using that system. Yeah, I mean, it's to, it's worth I guess keeping an eye on because now that there is downloadable content, right. like if if a DS Virtual Console were to exist, that would make my pants be pooped. Yeah, basically. Well, I mean, poop would immediately. Well, like, I don't know. I don't know if Nintendo would do it because they seem to really love. uh, Well, that was a a GBA thing where Nintendo just just got off on re-releasing their NES and SNES things for twenty bucks. Right. Yeah. But those don't work on the DSi. Right. So maybe they're gonna start selling them for WiiWare prices. If I I could, if I could buy Mario three to just be resident in memory on my DS for five bucks, it would be bought. All the Mega Man games, they would be bought. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. the no the, the store doesn't do even that. have a virtual console button right now. It just has DSiWare. Right. But um, I would almost be surprised if they didn't do that at some point. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the other thing is money, the, I mean. the DSiWare thing. At least uh, in Japan, so far, Nintendo's been putting out games that they're that are called the like, art style. Uh-huh. It's like oh, it's yeah. a line of games that just have really nice polish uh, and are generally sort of just weird puzzle games. I downloaded the one that's available in the U.S. store, and I forgot its name. But or who are they? Who are they made by? I think it's internal studios and also not but i don't know it's a, it's a uh, variety of different people yeah um but th- that looked interesting it looked like the sort of stuff that i That's would cool. like to see on WiiWare of like here's a unique yeah. simple concept done with good art direction yeah and it looks like they're going to be bringing those over to the like the bit generation stuff i don't know bit generations on gba i totally didn't play any of those because i'm dumb oh they were mm. cool or some of them are cool it's probably but it sounds similar to what you're it's probably a similar thing yeah yeah well cool anyway dsi hey there's a dsi Nintendo. how much is that thing Ooh, the same cost as a DS plus a little bit of extra money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I think its price starts with a one. Good. And it's three digits. I don't know where Thanks. it lands in there. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. All right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. DSi. Cool. All the facts. <laughs> <laughs> Verdict. I need a number. I. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It transcends numbers. Cool. It's like a Roman numeral. Yeah, one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, So let's see here. We have um, we have T. Carter, who uh, 
He says, uh, Sorry. Jake and Nick are having some kind of conversation. I have no idea what's going on here. It's cool. Um, it's cool. Uh, T writes, I just finished Gears of War 2 and felt somewhat cheated with the way they ended things. And then he describes the ending, which, I mean, I haven't beat the game, so I don't know what he's talking about. But he's he basically says, uh, it was possibly the lamest final boss fight he's seen in the game. Then the end credits roll. It basically says he was a, it was a total letdown. He says, what other games have you played where the majority of the experience was fun and rewarding, only to be let down at the end by a cop-out or unfinished ending? Another that comes to mind for him is Halo 2. Um, yeah. Apparently his name is actually T. Which is fascinating. Like the letter T. Cool. Um, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Jake was trying to find that quote. I was trying to find that quote. It's not the specific yeah. one. but. Uh, um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I, I would say that's most games for me. Um, I think I mentioned this on a recent podcast, but I, uh, earlier this year I went on, on a, uh, you've been beating a lot of games. Well, I, not anymore, but I, in the first couple months of the year I was, I beat most of the games I played and pretty much the result of that was that I hated most of them by the time I was done because most of them either wear out their welcome by the end or the endings are stupid and boring or just not, yeah, or just mangled. I don't know. Most developers don't know how to end a game or come up with a good story that is worth ending. Usually. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I've I've had a lame year of games. So well, I, mean, I haven't. I haven't this year. I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm just Halo trying to think back. This year. Yeah, I guess it's true. Mm. Well, neither is Gears of War two. It's it's this makes me lame, but it's it's been it's so infrequently that I finish a game that the games that I finish I only finish because the game has is worth playing for me all the way up through the right. end yeah um that's that's traditionally how it is for me but i'm trying to think i not in, in the in recent memory i just because i'm too lame yeah i would say assassin's creed was a pretty big example of that for me yeah that was a, that was a big example for many people who played that game it sounded yeah. like yeah yeah uh but you can't wait for assassin's creed 2 <laughs> assassin's creeds assassin's creeds is set in the renaissance apparently i I'm so frustrated that these games aren't just actually set where they're set instead of being set in a box, like where you imagine it's set somewhere else. I don't know. Okay, so uh, Tom Bryan, he writes a movie proposal for us. Shadow of the Colossus, Streets of L.A. Instead of fighting 16 Colossi, there's a... Colossi? I don't even know. It's Colossi. 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 There's a blacklist of 16 of L.A.'s best underground street it's racers, like but Shadow's been out of the game for years. Will he risk it all in a pink slip race against Colossus and win back his girl? Or will he get so caught up in the fast lane that he himself becomes the monster? Shadow of the Colossus, Streets of LA, Cinemas Everywhere, 2010. Sweet. Tom Bryan, Manchester, England. That's pretty rad. Yeah. I, I support this film. I um, need a poster for that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe someone, someone can make that. Someone wants to make a poster for that. Yeah. Yeah, poster. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> um... Let's see what else do we have here. Uh, we have a we have a hilarious email from uh, Mike Phoenix. Mike Felix. Mike Felix. I'm sorry. Who writes? Hey guys, Marcus long time Phoenix. listener, etc. He found it. He, he points out that our podcast is about Far Cry 2, IGN.com quotes, wizard sound bits, and funny bird noises. Um, so anyway, Probably the gist of his email you. is that is that he basically had been equating our voices to people he's seen on TV and and uh, decided to actually find out what we really look like and 
he was disappointed with what we actually look like because I think we just look like nudes. But <laughs> I was the most disappointing, apparently. Yes. So uh, <laughs> sorry, man. I don't know. Of, he found pictures of what his image, mental images of us look like, including hilariously uh, pictures of me and, and Nick, or like fictional pictures that sort of actually do kind of represent. Let me see this. The basic. Like kind of properties pro- of us, like body shape Nick is t- maybe same picture. N- no, well, yeah. Oh, okay. Nick, Nick is taller than I am. Like, <laughs> I've got more yeah. hair, I guess. Like, I've, I'm I'm scruffier generally. Yeah, yeah, he's like, scruffier. And, and a little I have, less shaven. I wear button down. Am shirt, I the third like, person here? Am I Big yeah, Bird? <laughs> Jake is Big Bird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess, I guess, I guess that's actually the opposite of me, given that I'm a oh, sort of God. tall, paunchy, bald guy. But oh, Big you know. Bird is tall. Yeah, but he's not the other You're things. Not paunchy. A little bit. Well, but yeah. so is Big Bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Big Bird is me. Anyway, this email is going to be, is gonna be <laughs> kept on a shelf forever. <laughs> I never looked at it again. Well, <laughs> I might put it on a forum or something. Yeah, no, we should, we should share what you and Nick and I look like. Yeah. And this guy's I wonder weird. who these people are, these people that are... That are I don't think the people are picturing us... <laughs> in their mind. No, I mean, I'm just saying. I wonder where this picture came. Oh, from. those. Oh, guys. I thought you were like wondering about their names. I don't know, but I think it's the new Ultra Boost ad. <laughs> That's yeah. Dirk Drecken, and you know, <laughs> Dirk Drecken. <laughs> Dirk, Dirk Drecken. Yeah, yeah the and chief. his idle thumbs. <laughs> um, <Jesus>. Yeah, <laughs> what an obscure record from. The... <laughs> uh, it's, it's. I think it's on the Mafia Two soundtrack. Yeah. All right, so Tommy Lawler writes, Hey, Thumbs, I've heard you guys talk at some length about playtesting and how it's usually in reference to Valve and how much they revere it, uh, et cetera, et cetera. He says Bungie did a similar thing with Halo 3. Um, both of those companies have employed a PhD in experimental psychology, which is interesting. Um, he says, well, it's valid to want to get as much information as possible about players and how they're reacting to a game. I wonder if there's such a thing as too much testing, a breaking point. And he points out Shigeru Miyamoto, who sort of just, kidnaps employees at random to, yeah. to play his games sort of different than the more systemic approach um well he goes do that in addition to traditional play testing i don't really know personally I, yeah um the question is just generally if you're stifled by too much data collection and too much focus testing i think that the answer to that is definitely no but uh, a more detailed answer is probably it depends uh, i think just like anything else people it's like when when People at a game company will put on their forums like, hey, what do you guys want to see in the next game? And then there's always like four or five defenders who are like, don't say, don't read this, you guys. Right. You don't want to influence yeah. the designers to just do what they're... If you post anything yeah. on here, it's going to be in the game design. <laughs> so you don't you don't want to give them a right. bad idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the people who look at the playtest data are, are the people who read these forums or the people who listen to a focus group are still a human being. They're not a crazy robot where you feed the <laughs> right, exactly. playtest form in and a design document comes out. So it's how you interpret that data, how 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 much intelligence you take, you know, when you actually look at it and what it means. Uh, I mean, uh, and I think it's shown that Valve and Bungie are very good at that, and I'm sure other companies are bad at it. And they'll get playtest data and be like, "Oh fuck, what we really need? Shit, fuck, we need a cover system. We need six more guns that have alt fire modes." People said this. We we're not, you know, no one's going to care about this game, right. and that I think that ruins it. Or like you hear about. Uh, like Google has had a bunch of graphic designers just leaving lately because, and the, they've been posting on their blogs saying they've they've left because they've had like day long meetings where it, 
they'll they can't they can't make a case for a piece of art because they want to systemically check whether or not a border should be four pixels, five pixels, or six pixels, and they're going to run focus tests on this for the next two weeks before Jesus. you can lay down a pixel of art in the new version of Gmail. Yeah. That's probably taking it too far. I mean, it's Google, yeah. so they can probably afford to take it that far. But well, they can afford it financially. But yeah, but it's. Yeah, when I mean, they're, like, psychologically, that's, I think, I think, I think that is being so beholden to your data that you're leaving no room for being a thinking human being that's paid to be doing this job in the first place. Right. Um, I know that, like at Telltale, the, we we do very. I mean, compared to like Valve, we don't do very much focus testing. We have probably 15 people come in and play each episode of our game once. Sometimes we'll do a second round, but the information that you get out of that is always super amazing. Yeah. So I mean, it's not. And but that said, we don't like a guy came in and played a Sam Max episode and wrote, "Make it look more like Team Fortress 2." We were like, "Fuck, okay, <laughs> let's load up those Valve PDFs about how they do the rendering engine. We right. gotta get rim yeah. rim lights and fong shading into our game." Like people don't. <laughs> if you do that, you're a crazy person, right? Um, or you're making Duke Nukem forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, my response is similar. I think that one of the things what you say is totally true about people thinking that that feedback equals like a robot making the game. Which right. Is not Cyborg, if you not the case at all. Like it's, it's part of it. And it's not just an issue of, of th- deciding whether this is to go in or not, but it's also just being like, is your design team or your actual just developers, are they talented enough to implement this stuff in a good way? I mean, right. just knowing that, that you need to change something is not equivalent to it being right. automatically yeah. changed. <laughs> like, yes. you I mean, can't, you, you don't snap your fingers and suddenly like player movement is changed or right. like, yeah. Like you still, there's still the creativity involved with, with actually figuring out how that, that feedback should be best interpreted as well as like the technical challenge of implementing it and all, a million other things. I mean, you're, it's still, there's no, I think there probably is definitely a danger as you described with the, with the Google example of being too, uh, well, I think the data, that, but that, that I don't, stuff is often driven by fear. Yeah. Mm. If, but, you, if you don't believe in your product and then right. someone from the outside says, oh, well, obviously the reason that this is dumb is because of this, you're going to go home oh, like, you're right. That's what it is instead of just having the confidence to right. interpret yeah. or make, you know, forge your own path. And there's also sort of a difference between pure usability stuff and more and mm, like yeah, more yeah, vague yeah. kind of right. design, like design in the ter- in the sense of like gameplay design. And the balance of that is going to be right. different depending on the project as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if we're like, talking about like a straight multiplayer shooter, then... You know, there are probably right. some very that's like ba- very balance heavy. Yeah, and that's like yeah. something right. that you can probably look at a lot of data and go like, all right, this map is not, you know, but exactly. Yeah, if you're talking about when you're talking about a single player, heavily scripted experience where the trying to essentially make different yeah, content I mean, all the time. A lot like of times, that. what it comes down to with that, at least at least at, at Telltale, where we do only single player, very linear adventure gamey type stuff, yeah. is reading between the lines to sort of see not exact, not what people say. Not what people are asking for, but what they're actually what they actually want or what they actually need. If you can look and see right. a common denominator in all the requests of like, okay, well, what they're actually saying is that this one element uh, is underperforming, and this person saw it because they thought that the the graphics this part didn't look good, or the, this person thought that this the, you know whatever. I can't come up with a goddamn example of what I'm trying to say, <laughs> but you kind, you kind of know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where if people are asking, you know, uh, wow, Jesus, you know. Anyway, I think this is answered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, barf. Right. Uh, Eric Leslie writes in to uh, probably justifiably berate us for our mod scene discussion. Um, First of all, he points out how we contradict ourselves in terms of our discussion about uh, mods. He starts off, he says, the initial statement, it's much easier to make stuff in modern editors than old ones. 
and people and studios benefit from having people who want to make stuff from their games. To which he says, "Hooray! Modding is more accessible now than it used to be." Twenty seconds later, the people who play mods killed the mod community by expecting too much from the total conversions like Counter Strike. To which he adds. Oh, I guess modding is dead now, killed by its own community. Two minutes later, people who criticize simple mods have no idea how it is to make something, but people who have played a lot of mods have more of an understanding uh, of how much work and time is required to make a mod, to which he says, he interprets as, the masses are stupid, only the mod community that two minutes ago I said brought about its own demise can truly understand mods. And then he points out this is all contradictory. Um, my response would be, there are three of us, and we don't all share the same right. opinion on things. I would also say that I don't think all of these are mutually exclusive, and I, I don't think I that only think so one either. thing killed mod community um i was thinking about this after getting this email and uh although i don't know if i'm going to be able to directly address any of this guy's points i guess i could kind of clarify what i was what i was trying to talk about with uh with just like in terms of multiplayer gaming which is where mods mostly came from uh or you know where mods mostly live multiplayer first person gaming at least from the get-go uh the the biggest avenue for online gaming for a long time was was basically quake world yeah yeah and uh, so if you wanted to play a different kind of multiplayer experience on your PC, you would install a mod into into Quake 1 and Quake World. Uh, at this point, now it's at this point, it's if you want to yeah. play a different multiplayer experience, you load up Steam and you pick a different commercial game. There's so many more options at this point that the, uh, you know, I mean, I think that that was what I was kind of trying to get get yeah. at at that point. But I, I ended up sort of warbling on and on about how no one respects a simple gameplay mod anymore. But it's, it's just you know, what the audience is looking for in, in the PC multiplayer space. Uh, the sort of stuff that was being served only by mods is being served by commercial games at this point. I mean, the the scale is way more grandiose, but at the same time, it's kind of not because I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you could play Headhunters or TF2 or Capture the Flag uh, or regular Quake. Now you can play Left 4 Dead, Counter Strike, TF2. Yeah, well, I mean, remember at one point when Capture the Flag was a mod? Yeah, yeah. Like when the first person made a Capture the Flag mod. Yeah. Like that now, and now capture the flag is a mode in every single multiplayer Extra game. The guys who made that are yeah. are a company. Yeah. Three wave, three wave, yeah, three yeah. Way, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I really spoke up much during that discussion because personally, I don't really feel like I have a handle on the mod scene. It's so weird and amorphous now. Well, I don't have a handle on the mod scene anymore, and I. It's just I don't know. It's like, just like because of what you said, though. I mean now. I it's feel not like, just I feel like the audience, There are so many like, goddamn games like the, 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 that you can yeah, mod I, that I just well, every now and then I'll, I'll I'll you know I'll be playing a game and I'll be like I wonder if there are any mods for this game and I'll be like completely shocked at finding like finding like these little communities of people who still do make mods for these random obscure games that I just did not expect. Um, right, I but I mean, it's unless, hard. To, it's actually hard to take. St- oh, go ahead. I was going to say, unless it's something that is notably new, like natural selection, it often is teams doing a very similar version of. The same stuff that people were doing with Quake for me. I mean, at least whenever I like look at Mod DB and look at the top stuff, it's often uh, the new. It's the it's the uh, Fortress Fortress Forever or it's Black Mesa or you know it's mm-hmm. um, yeah. But just what I was going to say about how I I also admittedly am not in the mod community at all anymore. But that's because all the all the PC gaming communities that I followed, starting with you know like reading Blues and Shack around Quake One, Quake Two. All those guys used to basically play Quake and then Quake and Unreal and all the mods. Yeah. And now all those people play the entire Steam catalog. So, you know, I mean, just there is a mod community, but it's definitely not the same people who used to be doing it. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's, and then 
Also, I'll just add, I'm pretty sure over the, I'm not going to find and read them all, but I think over the last couple of weeks, we have gotten a bunch of emails from people who are like, what are you talking about? There's tons of mod stuff going on. And, yeah, and there is admittedly I mean, a ton true. of mod there stuff. There is a lot of mod stuff going on. I mean, we it's should, not as focused as we, it used right, to be. Right. I, I don't I mean, know if that's true. I think if you go to ModDB, you will find that it's extraordinarily focused. I mean, that's basically the equivalent of TigSource uh, to the independent game community, what, what it is to the mod community. I mean, there's a huge database. There's a very active community. Oh, no, no, no. I don't mean... Well, I guess what I'm You saying, mean like... It's just, since, it's not just specific quake. platforms. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I it's think just, it's... Right. It's not as It's not just like the people yeah. working on just, in, just have like one and just it engines. of what a mod is now, I mean, like, I don't know. I think that's changed. I mean, I think they're... Well, I mean, the fact that well, just because like old engines have open sourced themselves, yeah, so you yeah, can develop yeah, a fully formed game yeah, that still yeah. is kind of a mod. Right, I mean, right, right. like Gravity Bone is that a mod? I don't know. Like, I don't think so. I mean, is it? Is is, is is any commercial game developed in the Unreal Engine a mod? Well, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's weird. Also, things like you know, Little Big Planet levels. I mean, people put so much time and effort into that. It's not. It's a user created level, but is it not also a mod in a way? I mean, you're you're not modding the game, I guess. No, from it's a code not. Base. It's a level. From a, yeah, so so <laughs> that's well, I don't know. I <laughs> whoa, yeah, I think there is a difference between level creation and modding. Like yeah, yeah, you don't need you can make a you can make a level. I for mean, a game generally, generally, at least traditionally, the division was if you're making a level, you load up the game in the ba- with the basic editor uh, just no i mean to play to play a level you would just load up the regular old game and type in whatever sl- oh, slash slash level and right. the name of the map file right 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 to load up a you mod you'd almost like always it, yeah. from the yeah. the dos prompt or from a modified shortcut you would actually tell the engine before you load any resources you load up load up game. these scripts right. and yeah, this yeah, data yeah. set that's yeah. going to be loaded on top i mean that was that's the traditional distinction at least yeah. i think yeah no i think that's fair um and then whether or not it's a mod or a total conversion, well, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, I think I think effort is being put into game, you know, into level creation in games like that that maybe traditionally would have been. Maybe so, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, we 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 might have given the mod community short shrift, and and if so, we sorry about that. I mean, there is a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah, I don't, there, I don't, sure. I don't think any of us ever meant to say there isn't stuff being done in the mod community, but it just it doesn't. Probably just because PC, because the stuff that the mod community did in the in the mid '90s ended up actually working, mm. and like you know that that Turning, le- level yeah. of variety, and a lot of the companies that that started off either making mods or making expansion packs in those games ended up being real, uh, or like Team Fortress ended up getting bought and CS. Yeah. Um, a lot of the stuff that people used to go to the mod space for uh, is now found in the in the commercial multiplayer PC yeah. space. Yeah, there's no equivalent of like capture the flag being created today. You know what I mean? Like, there's, I, yeah, nothing that ubiquitous anymore. Nothing, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it, it does, it does feel like the last one that was that was that truly became ubiquitous was CS or yes. Dota. Yeah. Or oh yeah, maybe so. You know what? That's a, probably a good example. Yeah. Yeah. Burn me. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, sales move. We're gonna wrap this up because we're probably we're, long. It's an ultra cast. Um, we got a bunch of emails this week. At least a few. Saying what is game? Is this some kind of fucking meme or something? What is this? Sounds like it. I don't know. We got a bunch of those. Anyway, I don't know. We've probably just made a bunch of people titter, and there's a stupid 4chan bullshit thread that yeah, f- with a grinning smiley face or something. Now, <laughs> 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 all right. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll I don't know. Do this next week, I guess. Yeah. If you have a question, feel free to write it into questions at idlethumbs.net. Yep. Oh, one thing I wanted to point out really quick. Yep. Um. Was that I thought it was really amusing that Chuck Jordan, a previous guest of the show, pointed out that the uh, the guy who's doing the promo spots for Heroes on NBC right now oh, yeah, sounds yeah. like Yoren Steve's uh, bad Solid Snake voice. 
Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So if you check out the latest promos for Heroes, you might hear uh, Chris Ramo impersonating Solid Snake. Sweet. Not actually, but it- yeah, I saw that. I saw that post by by Chuck on Twitter. But I was at work at the time, and I didn't have. I forgot my headphones, and I didn't want to risk playing whatever it was like <laughs> aloud on my work computer. So I didn't. Yeah. So I guess that's what it is. I guess it's a dude who sounds like me or Steve. It's mostly you. Mostly me. Okay. Well, cool. Get ready for that, everyone. I'm ready. I thought there was something right. else, but that's it. <laughs> okay. Cool. Bye. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, bird noises. I'm Big Bird. <laughs> Bronze string. <laughs> Bronze string. Bronze string. Bronze string. It was wild. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> he goes wild. Oh. Like the crowd goes wild. Video game. Merrick, this is Never for you. played Techno Bowl. <laughs> <laughs>